Well, well. Hey, everyone. It is John C. Morley here, one of the co-hosts for uh, our show, and I'm with the one and only Hurricane H. Hurricane H. And together <laughs> we make up one, two, three. Double, double impact. Double impact. <laughs> we try to time it, folks. We try to time it. You know, it's, uh, it's not, we'll, it's not we'll, get, we'll get there. We'll get there. Oh, hold on. Let's do it on three. One, one two, two, three. Double, double impact. impact. There you go. See? <laughs> <laughs> we can do it. We can do it. <laughs> Just um, how fast do we count to three? That's the whole thing. Well, we made it. That's all. Matters. We made it. We made it happen. <laughs> so we've had a little bit of a siesta, but, you know, we're still here. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is funny, man. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and now we're gonna, and after the show, we'll go for a pasta jod, we'll go for a walk, right? <laughs> oh, listen, a good walk is always a welcome, you know what I mean? <laughs> John, I, I, I lost you there. that we're just hitting over 400,000 words that I've written in the past several months since January. So really happy about that. And uh, IFYL, I've been really grateful about that. Um, celebrating a big milestone just uh, last week, we hit 20,000 downloads. Ooh. So as of right now, we're at 24,000 downloads. So pretty good. And um, lots of great content coming out there. But, you know... Um, had a couple of great articles come out, HH. Um, uh, one uh, that came out last week, which is a pretty cool article. And this article um, is one that uh, is pretty interesting, you know, for everything happening in the world. You ever heard of an NC, a CNC, or a DNC machine? Mm -mm. I can say, uh, maybe. I mean, it sounds familiar. I just don't, I, I can't place it. Okay, so NC stands for numerical control. CNC stands for uh, Computer Numerical Control, and DNC stands for Direct Numerical Control. So to go back uh, many, many years ago, Mr. Parsons uh, decided that he was going to figure out how to make a machine more efficient, that people didn't have to like make all those adjustments. And so he decided to um, replace the manual adjustments and add motors so they could be controlled at very precise um, parts. And uh, then after that, so then they could manufacture different types of things quick, fast, and efficiently. Then he moved on, HH, to make a CNC machine with the help of MIT, Massachusetts Institute of Technology. And then they were able to make all kinds of different things, HH, um, all kinds of different hard shapes. And so CNC machines are used all around the globe. And the big question everybody says to me, hey, John, is what's going to happen with AI? Is that going to put CNC programmers out of business? What do you think? Uh, that's a big question. We've been talking about it in recent days, and um, it could be. I mean, AI can do a lot so of things. So the answer is the AI machines will come up with code, but it will never be 100% perfect. So CNC programmers will always have a job. So still well, a very lucrative job. Mm. And they're always going to be needed because the AI machine's always going to put a point in the wrong spot or a wrong code. And so the way a CNC machine works is you have different letters. I'm not going to bore you with all of them, um, but they're different letters 
that tell the machine to do something. For example, an MO6 um, tells the machine to change tool. Then you do a T command with the tool number that you want. And there's a lot of different things for a coordinate. In fact, how many of you guys can remember plotting on, um, let's say, on a, a graph when you were in um, grammar school? Anybody remember that? How about you, HH? You remember plotting on a graph? Yeah, a long time ago. Yes. <laughs> okay, so what happened is you started plotting on a graph, right? And that's actually the beginning of a CNC machine. But then what happened when you got comfortable around fifth, sixth grade? What did they do? They added negative numbers, like we had nothing else to weigh us down. And so now you had to keep track of a positive X and a negative X. Negative was down, a positive was up. Well, and that, so you, a CNC. That's, that? how you, that's how you learn your, your, your trends and your statistics, right? <laughs> so when you want to make something like a shape, you basically plot these points out. And there's lots of different commands. But so uh, this whole week I started talking about in my reels, there's something new I started, is I started talking about how people program a CNC machine. And it's been a very cutting edge thing because there are so many different types of CNC machines. You know there's a CNC machine out there that, that actually makes door lock uh, placement for doors. Did you know that? Dude, I, um, so this is, this it is routes all news the hole in, for me. It, it puts the round hole in the door where the doorknob goes. It routes the part where the locking mechanism goes. It even drills the holes for where the screws go for the hinges. And it does this in just a matter of minutes. God, I love your so tech, a CNC man. machine is something that's very efficient. They're not cheap. And uh, they are very precise. And so if they make a mistake, they're going to make the same mistake because the program gets fed in. Now, we started with CNC machines being on punch cards. You remember punch cards, right? Then we went to tape. <laughs> and then we went to computers. And now we've gone to a network of computers called DNC. And, um, you know, whether you're in a, a small mom-and-pop tool shop or – you know, whether you're in um, a big fabrication company or maybe you have a small uh, auto body shop, CNC machines are the way to go because you can't cost effectively get a part into your uh, facility quick and, um, you know, uh, with the right specifications. Did you know that with the CNC machines um, out today, you're able to produce so many different things. I mean, so many different kinds of shapes. You're not limited like you were uh, many years ago. But I mean, just thinking about the whole thing of, you know, having an auto body shop, right? And being able to just design something and print it. Tell me that's not cool. Well, it's super cool, man. I, you know, I'm, I'm always um, amazed with the, the technology, the innovations, the uh, evolvement of it. I mean, you know, we've just come a long way in all the tech. I mean, uh, you, you know, 40 to print in all the stuff now that's happening. I mean, there's so many things. Uh, I, they just, I think they, I heard they printed some meat or something now or whatever. I mean, a salmon. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a pretty interesting concept. I don't know if I'm going to eat it, but that's, uh, we can, we, I think we, you and I talked about this whole thing with the yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. lab meat or whatever, but this is a whole new world now where you can print stuff. I don't know. I mean, it, it listen, uh, it's an interesting world. I mean, between the AI, which is way of the future. And, you know, I was just thinking about this earlier. Like, if you look back sure. 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, I mean, 
people then, we, I mean, for whatever time we were, we would have never thought the way things would look like now, right? I mean, it's just amazing when you see things the, the way they are today. It's It's been a, a long journey and you see things differently. Like, you know, some of this was sci-fi uh, in our days. I mean, unbelievable. But, but you know, you think like what would look like 20 years from now, 30 years from now. Uh, I mean, it's like if you knew the things today, uh, and you were able to travel in the past and you tell them this is what's going to happen. It's probably going to be like, whoa. And then if you go back 100 years and so on and so forth, it's crazy. But technology and uh, the progress is just amazing. And um, well, Yeah, go ahead. It, it's changing. It's evolving our world. And uh, you know what the reason why they started with this kind of manufacturing? Do you know why we, we decided to do this? Not because we wanted to print all kinds of parts. We <laughs> went this way with CNC machines because of the war. And also because of uh, the aerospace industry and the fact that we need to produce parts that were cheaper, more durable, okay, and consistent. But here's the real kicker. When you buy yourself a CNC machine, you have a worker that's going to get paid $5 an hour. Wait, 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 time, time. Hey, can you elaborate on that for a second? Because... When you have a CNC machine mm. and you factor it out after it's been paid for, you basically have a worker that's going to work for $5 an hour. The machine would get paid $5 an hour. It costs $5 to run? Basically. And with the right. factoring of everything else. of Yeah, because when you said it, it's going to cost. I mean, that's a pretty low amount. Well, I mean, compared to minimum wage or beyond, and I mean, operators of these machines typically get a lot more. So, but then again, that we're talking about. But, but here's the thing that's interesting. Mm. But but here's the thing that's interesting. CNC does not just do, uh, you know, like making metal parts. It doesn't just do sanding and routing. Uh, it does a lot more. It does welding. Um, they even have things called hot wire now where they make a wire hot and they can go right through different kinds of foam very, very carefully and they cut precisely. They even have a CNC machine now that will make uh, trade show uh, illumination LED panels. Right. So it's sick the kind of stuff that's getting out there, but you might be asking me what's going to happen with AI. So the one thing with AI is that it's going to add robot arms so that they can pick and place things without needing a human to be involved. Listen, I've seen a, a robotic. A That's bionic, where we're going. I, I've seen the bionic bar can get you drinks. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's it I, called? It's a bionic bar where you have an actual robot arm that actually makes cocktails for you. And, you know, where you just put the code in and whatever you want to drink and it mixes it up and it serves you. So uh, where, where it, was this? I haven't seen this before. This is in, where, was, where was this? Actually, there's there's two of them on. Well, I think a couple of them on different uh, ships. They have them on the Royal Caribbean and. Uh, it's the most interesting, you know, thing. So it's really this robotic arm, which just basically has a bunch of bottles and there's glasses and things like that. And just moves around and mixes whatever you put it in there. I mean, you can put uh, any any drink, uh, you know, and they'll they'll just get it for you. And then they serve it to you right in there. And so so if they can do it with drinks, I think they can do it with everything else. You don't need a human hands. I mean, and, and they do have in, in, in manufacturing. I mean, they do have robotic. You know, arms that do all the good right, stuff. Right, 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 right. Car manufacturing, that's, you know, and all, all the different uh, heavy industries may have that today. Well, so, 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 John, I know. That's a pretty amazing, that's, a, that's, an, that's an amazing thing. And I think it's evolved, not just from the car manufacturing industry, but 
I know some mom pop um, machine shops that have been around for over 15, 20 years. And they were doing CNC machines back then. Well, I mean, I'm sure. The, and I was the like, size what of, is this? Well, the size of those machines then and now will be probably different. The efficiency, the speed. Uh, I mean, the. Uh, the efficiency just, is, yeah. is different. Yeah. And there's a whole um, science into mounting these puppies. There's a company out there that just makes these specific things that go into the floor, that drill into the floor, and they absorb uh, sound and also any kind of damage so that it doesn't cause issues with the foundation or the concrete floor. John, just a quick second. So we are actually- I mean, there's like... a lot that's going on with this. I know, I know. Just, John, give me a second. So What's that? Any, anyone watching with us, if you want to put some comments or join us, on the YouTube, or you can go on the Instagram. We're live right there, and you can just comment, you know, to us and join the discussion if you want. All right. So just a quick note on that. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool stuff, man. I mean, tech is 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 just. I mean, I had the show the yesterday actually uh, just just released and uh, with John Graham, and uh, we talked about you know, uh, well, those were just the basic tech, you know, for for fitness and you know injury recovery, which was just red light. You know therapy which is something that's been large scale and mm -hmm. he was able to make this so portable so you know literally in your back and you can take it with you to gym you can put it anywhere just like a little pad yeah, yeah, yeah so it's pretty cool stuff i mean when you see like how we are evolving in the technology and what you can do with it it's it just uh you know astonishing i mean uh soon we'll be teleporting soon enough right <laughs> beat me up scotty coming up next so um John, I lost your audio there. Oh, you lost me again, huh? Yeah, yeah. Better? No, yeah, you're back. Well, so 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 we wanted to talk about the the idea of uh, nice people finish last. That kind of concept. And yeah, yeah. Why. So I, I I wrote an article that just went out last week, and it was about you know being nice versus being taken advantage of. How many of you guys can recall? Maybe I don't know. Was grammar school? or maybe it was high school, and you had something. And these people came around you because you had it. But you didn't know that that's why they were coming around you. It's like they were befriending you because you had something, like I had tickets to a Billy Joel conference, or my dad had uh, box seats to uh, the Yankee games. You didn't realize it because you weren't catching it. But then after it happened a couple of times, you're like, well, wait a minute. Like... I think they're just hanging around me because I have season tickets. So what I did one time when it was time for uh, the Bruce Springsteen concert that I had uh, tickets for, I said, oh, you know what? Nice. They're fakes. They're a fake. I thought they were real. I'm so upset. I thought they were real. They're fake. Wait a minute. The tickets? And then fake? they just disappeared. Well, I just told them this. <laughs> And then the next day, That's a good I one. went there and I said, yeah, the concert was good. They said, what do you mean? I thought you were fake. Yeah. And then I called and they said they were good. So, Why didn't you call me? I said, oh, well, I, I just asked one of my family members to go with me. Oh. So it's like people are hanging around you when they know you have something you can do for them. Right. Have you ever had that guy? Oh, I don't know. He, he might be a, a carpenter. And uh, maybe you have a skill, like I do technology, marketing, you do other things. Maybe it was uh, finance, or maybe it was something in, in uh, health insurance, and you help them out some way. Mm -hmm. 
And um, now all of a sudden, you need their help because you're moving or you need shelves put up. And you ask to say, hey, uh, can you come by and help me put shelves up? You know, I just finished my room and oh, yeah, gee, HH, I'd love to. Uh, this week's a little tough for me. All right, no problem. Let's do it next week. Next week comes. Oh, this is a bad week. You know, my wife's sick and uh, some of my kids got the flu. And all right, we'll do it the following week, whatever. So this is like a pattern. And so you don't think anything of it. But then they say, hey, John, you know, um, I'm having a real big computer problem. I'm having a blue screen of death. Really? Yeah, uh, can you come over? I said, you know, I would love to come over. Oh, okay, can you come over right now? Uh, no. Why not? Well, you know, how can I put this? I've helped you, and I know I've asked you for help several times, but you're always too busy to help me. Like, you always have an issue, like, for, like, four months. So how about this? Why don't you help me, and then I'll come over and help you with your computer problem? Well, like, um, I don't know if I have time. Well, I don't know if I have time to fix your computer. Yeah, but you have to. My computer doesn't work. Well, go to a computer store then. And I think people do this because they can. They do it because we're nice and we don't realize the one thing we haven't done. You know what that is? We haven't set boundaries. Now, these boundaries are emotional, physical, even in sexual relationships, there's boundaries. There's boundaries everywhere. So if we don't choose to set these boundaries, then we can be like, oh, shoot, what did I just get involved in? Or now what kind of predicament am I in, right? Because I didn't set a boundary. You might say, well, if I set a boundary, it's going to make me like a bad guy. No, it's going to actually get people to respect you more if you choose to set a boundary. But people don't set boundaries. And I think this is something that a lot of people are starting to realize that they're getting burned out, HH, because they're helping others, but no one's helping them. And so the question is, are you being too nice? Well, John, I lost you there, but I wanted just to, to chime in a little bit here. The idea of being nice, right, is, is cool. Everybody wants to be nice. I lost you there, John, so I'm just... Uh, Kind of respond a little bit until okay. you're back. You're I'm back. Here. <laughs> but 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 the idea of being nice is is sweet, right? You know, I think everybody wants to kind of be nice. Well, maybe not everybody is nice, but uh, at least I know that you want to do the right thing and uh, you know be courteous, be available to your friends and your family. But the problem is what mm -hmm. you notice is that typically, uh, and, and especially let's say you don't have much to offer and you just you know you you you. Then all of a sudden you have something and now all of a sudden wants what you have and now they become closer to you because they did, as you said, take advantage of you. But the other thing is that, you know, it is very, co you know, common to see when that you give, you know, there's like I, we did actually I did a show about the being a giver, right, versus a taker. Uh, yes, and, yes, and, yes, you know, did. being being the giver is a beautiful feeling. I mean, just to give without expectations. I, I enjoy that in a way. Uh, and frankly, I'd rather give, you know, and without expectation, if something comes back, I'm happy. But but you do get to the point where it's like, hmm, this is not working. I'm always giving, but, you know, you don't even get the appreciation sometimes. And not that you're doing it for that. You don't do it for recognition or anything. When you do it, do it from the heart because you feel it feels right and it feels good. But but you do get, you know, that reaction sometimes like, you know, what's wrong with these people? Like, you know, when you need them, they're never there. I mean, even sometimes people that would call friends, right? You know, I'll, I'll, they're your close friends. But then when you need them, they're nowhere to be found. 
true friends are going to be there with your good, bad, ugly times, whatever, right? Uh, and they're not going to be, you know, taking adventures of you, and they're going to support your ventures. I mean, uh, this is very common. You hear this in discussions all the time. Um, it's you have a business. You have a business. I have a business, right? And, you know, how many of your true friends or your friends have contributed to your business to date? I can tell you not too many. You know, I know a lot of people. You know a lot of people. How many of them have supported your show or mine, for example? Let's just talk it for, you know, as simple as that. You know, those are simple sure, things. Sure, but, sure. but you know, you you tend to to think like, you know, you would think that that will be your first support, you know, folks. They'll be there for you. They'll be excited about, you know, uh, your whatever success. Unfortunately, sometimes you feel like they're almost not, to, you know, happy about your success or Oh, they don't even think you're successful. They don't even think that you're you you you're worth anything for that matter for whatever work you do, and and frankly, from a positivity stand, to me, every little work you do doesn't matter what it is, is a piece of your success. Yeah, yeah, Whoever's yeah, watching, yeah. listening, you know. So when you feel that no one is is standing by you and supporting, I mean, it, it's okay. You know, you don't have to always have that. Um, buy-in from those guys or or like you know like they're the tap like you know it's also very common in business or in the corporate world for example if you're leading a team some people are different personalities you, you i don't need you to, to do this in my back it's like hey great job you know john no, I, I don't take that right and if you say it great mm -hmm. i'll experience, appreciate it but what, so so that creates that that dynamic that i am nice but i don't expect people to be nice you see uh, I hope that they'll be, but I, I don't set expectations to this fact. And that, that makes it a lot simpler for me to maintain my my stake with things, right? It's a lot easier that way than if I, you know, go nuts about it because now I start thinking like, what the hell? Why is everybody giving up on me? Why everybody's bailing on me? And so on and so forth. So, I, again, that yeah, was just my, yeah, little, yeah, yeah. my little two cents there, you know, while you were actually off the, the mic there. <laughs> well, I was on a siesta, yeah. Uh, I think what happens with a lot of people is that they do something also interesting. They don't want to give the other person more credit. And they don't give them enough credit. And because they don't give enough credit, well, then you've got to come back to me. You know, so we have to we have to build people up, not pull them down. And so when we're not building people up, we're pulling them back and now we're putting more stress and tension on ourselves because now we have to be that because we're not giving them let's say uh, a kudos and i think the other reason is that a lot of people hh um are petrified of conflict they don't <laughs> want any kind of conflict hh I mean, that's that's the big the number one, uh, you know, problem with people. I mean, failure sometimes and I mean, not failure, conflict is is always a, a burden on people. And not everybody wants to to get in, 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 in a mix of that. Uh, so so, by the way, I you know, for those folks, you know, that are with us on Instagram, I see a couple of comments, by the way. Welcome, doctor. Hey, doctor. Cheryl, Brian Bruce, shout out to you. Uh, John Graham, shout out and uh, epic life for you. Thank you for the interaction. It is important to be nice, but you can't be nice while setting boundaries. That's exactly right. You're supposed to. And doctor, uh, you know, I'm going to put actually my, uh, my, my show note here. So anybody that wants to join us, you know, you can actually join this discussion. What do you think, John? We got some, some potential guests on. Uh, on We'd love show. to have more people. Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah Absolutely. I'm going to place it right sure. here and, and, and see if someone wants to join. How about that? 
Sounds great. But, you know, the thing is, you have to take some responsibility yourself. You can't say, well, you know, this person did it this way. It's I always said if you're going to be one of two things, you're either going to be part of the solution or you're going to be part of the problem. So if there's something in your environment that's not working right, well, then realize it's time to do what you need to do and get it done. Like lots of people are going to make excuses. These could be people younger than you, older than you. And so this brings me to my next point, HH, and that is hang around or associate with positive people. I'm sure we can all, um, you know, agree with that. A positive person. Now, maybe somebody in your life, a good buddy of yours, maybe uh, they're going through a divorce or something, and, um, you know, they want to hang out. You're going to hopefully cheer them up. But when you get there, they don't really want you to cheer them up. They don't even want to do anything but really just eat a burger and just shove a beer down their throat. I'm like, hey, man, like, I'm here to cheer you up. Yeah, I don't really feel I just want to go home and just slap my face and, you know, I'm just going to go to bed. All right, well, why don't we hang up maybe next month when you feel a little better? Yeah, yeah, that's probably a good idea. So I said, but call me back when you're ready. So a month, month or two goes by. They call me back. Hey, John, you know, let's hang out. Let's do burgers again. But, you know, let's, let's do um, – let's bowl after – oh, that will be cool. That will be great. So I see they're in a great mood. They have a good attitude. But guess what happens after we go for burgers? They change their attitude. I said, uh, Brian, I was making this up. What happened? Oh, John, you don't know. My, 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 my current wife that I'm trying to get a divorce from, she's making my life miserable at court. And, and I can't even breathe. I can't even think. Why don't we go play pool? Whatever. John, I don't even want to do anything. I don't even want to live. All right, well, what uh, can we do to cheer you up? Nothing. I just want to eat, and I just want to go to bed. All righty then. Um, well, why don't you take some time for yourself? Because it sounds like you don't want to have a solution. You just want to be in self-pity for right now, which is fine. Reach out to me when you get done with this, but i got to let you know something. This is the second time. If you reach out to me again and you hang out with me and you have the same demeanor, I'm going to tell you we're done. Like, I just don't want to be around somebody that's negative. And you know I'm a very positive person. So you come back again. It's three months later. I figure you're in a great mood. Oh, yeah, it's great. Uh, I, I, got the, I got the car. I got the house. And the whole divorce is almost finalized. Oh, well, that's great. Then we meet. What's the matter, Brian? <sighs> She's coming after my business now. <laughs> oh, what's that guy do? Well, she's claiming I'm making extra money that I'm not making. So now I got to pay all this extra money or I'm in contempt of court. So that really sucks. It's like, yeah, so uh, John, I'm sorry, but I'm really not into to hanging out tonight. And he comes. He doesn't even tell me this until it's not like he called me and said he doesn't want to hang out. He waits till we get to the night. I understand things happen. So just call me and say, hey, dude, um, I got a problem again. I don't want to hang out. I'm not in a great mood. That would be what I expect. He comes. We have a burger. We're going to go, oh, John, I'm really not in the mood. You know, she's just this. He's calling all these names. I was like, well, why don't we do something fun? Like, why don't we go to a movie? Or why don't we go to the planetarium? Why don't we, you know, go do race cars or something? No, I'm just kind of like one step off the earth. All right. You know, I'm trying to be a good friend here, and I'm trying to be positive with you. And I did tell you a couple times, right? So... I unfortunately have to tell you that we're done. What do you mean? Well, I don't want to hang out with you anymore. I don't want to hang around with this person. See, the person I became friends with 10 years ago, that's the guy I want to hang around with, not this person. Well, he's busy right now. I said, well, maybe when he comes back, reach out to me. But I have no interest in hanging around with you. We're done. Like, I'm serious. We are done until this whole thing's over. Or we're done permanently. 
So one of two is going to happen. One, they're either A, going to change their mode because they're going to want to be with you, or two, they're just going to wallow in self-pity and they're just going to move away. Uh, Snoop, I'm trying to read that. Oh, it was yeah, yeah, no, that, that, that that, those are comments from our friends from, from Instagram. Yeah, so we're just uh, placing be, uh Yeah, always be the least smartest person in the room. This transfers over to positivity. Always find your way into a room where everyone is more um, positive. Um, I'm going to say smarter, positive than you are. So, you know, regardless of whether it's your family, whether it's friends, and, you know, when somebody's negative, you have the right to say to that person, hey, um, I choose to be around positive people. And, you know, I want that to rub off. And if you're negative, that's going to rub off on me. And I don't want to catch it. It's contagious. And a lot of people will get pissed off that you do that. But I think when we do these things like this and set boundaries, I think what it does is it starts to do something very important that a lot of people don't do. Self-love. Self-respect. Mm. Right? And I always say, you know, I love myself. I love myself. But really self-respect. If you love and you respect yourself, you're not going to do this crap. Do we have anything for the peanut gallery? Anybody want to chime in here or? Well, I, I'll ch I'll chime in while, while while we wait for you know. Uh, well, okay. I mean, Doctor Doctor Cheryl said, uh, I mean, support needs support needs to be given with authenticity and need to be done with the framework of the situation, and also that the person that you're dealing with, you know, absolutely has emotional IQ of zero. So, <laughs> uh, thanks, Doctor. Join us. You know, well, when, you this is why this is why you this is why you you try to this is why you don't just pull this on the first time. You give them a warning, right? And I gave him a second warning. And, you know, you can't just be a punching bag for somebody. If you want to help them, great. But if that person doesn't want to be helped, then I'm not going to let my emotions or my energy be damaged. I've always said this before. No one, no one, no one, no one, no one has the right to make you feel inferior about yourself except for one person. Everyone know who that is? You. 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 You're the only one that can make you feel inferior about yourself. So don't well, allow actually, I would disagree. to do it. But you might say, well, John, I can't because I feel. Even okay. you. You shouldn't, you know, what? put yourself down or, you know, make you. You gotta always pump yourself up. I mean, because that you're that your best supporter, you know. Well, I'm saying there is only one person that has license to do it. You shouldn't <laughs> right. do it. I'll take that. <laughs> but there is only one person that can do it. Okay. So that that that's what I'm saying. Of course, we don't want to put ourselves in a bad state. And so when this happens, people start to realize, hey, you know what? He doesn't want to hang around people that are like that. And I think there's always going to be that person that doesn't want to grow. They want to bring the group down. And, you know, you're trying to do what you can to help everybody. But if they don't want to be helped, HH, then, you know, you can't be a punching bag for them. It's one thing if they want to be, um, you know, sharing what's going on or to listen to them or offer advice. But when the person's just so negative and they don't even want to listen to you, they don't even want to, you know, let's say, stretch their wings and try to become positive. I always say to somebody, this is a great one. Somebody doesn't want to be positive. You know what I say to them? I, I understand you're in a bad state right now. I get it. I, I get it. But you know what I want to ask you? I want to ask you, what would you feel like if you were positive? Well, John, I can't because I'm negative. I know you're not positive right now, but I want you just to pretend for me, just for fun, just for giggles. I want you to pretend, what would it feel like? What would you see? What would you think? What would you hear? If you were positive at this moment right now, well, I'd be laughing, I'd be singing, I'd be dancing, I'd be riding horses, so I'd be, great, so let's go do those things. You're right, let's go do those things. So if you got somebody who 
understands and you're able to transport them, great. But if somebody isn't willing to be transported, then you're just like beating a dead horse. I'm leading you to water, but <laughs> I can't make you drink it. Right? And this is some of the best water on the planet. I've got water that's filtered eight times. <laughs> yeah, send me some, man. <laughs> send me some. Well, you, you know, you're talking about positivity. It's filtered. Right? It's filtered eight times, and and it's it's by a company called Water. Uh, but trying to get a, a thing, a company called Water Drop, and they're going to be in airports and places all over. You're going to be able to get flavored water for under a dollar in a biodegradable uh, container. That's where well, we're going. Flavored as in natural flavors, or like like lemon? natural flavored, absolutely. Just saying, I lemon, mean, you know. cherry, <laughs> strawberry. Great, but all natural. Well, well, you know, uh, John, you, you're talking about being positive, right, and, and bringing some positivity in the picture. And Doctor mentioned, yes, and, you know, yes. I mean, it is, it is a good energy being positive. But, but, you know, you don't want to be also a sucker by always trying to be the the good guy, the nice guy, and always feel, you know, that it's not absolutely you're not seeing, you know, those. I mean, obviously, when you're positive, you find a uh, a better way to deal with it. You know, you're always kind of like, you know, find a justification for people. You even almost make excuses for people like why and, you know, you try to be, but, but as you said, you know, you got to set those boundaries. And I mean, if it's not working here, my, my way, I can tell you how it is. I do it very simple. You know, I give, I give. And if I don't, you know, see any reciprocity or I don't see like, you know, any energy, all I have to do is just kind of cut slowly but surely. And, you know, we'll, we'll meet when we meet, you know, that's it. I mean, it's just not going to be, as active, you know, duty, and that's all there is. Uh, so it's not offensive. I don't go like, hey, what the hell? Now, if we're close enough, I will come to you and say, like, what's up, dude? I mean, you know, what do we need to do to resolve this? I mean, I'm talking about somebody that's close to you. I'm not talking about an acquaintance. I'm not right, talking well, about somebody who's an acquaintance. I'm well, talking well, about somebody well, who's a good friend of yours. That's what I'm talking about. Well, if those guys, for me, I would I would go to the extent of, like, you know, hey, let's talk. You know, what the hell is going on? And then from that point on, if there is no response, well, you know. They don't want to talk. They don't want to talk. <laughs> well, then I can't help them. <laughs> they don't want to talk. I tried. They, they, they don't want to talk. I just want to go home and just, just drink, and I want to go to bed, and I don't want to get up for a whole week. So how do you? Well, you listen. I mean, they don't want to talk. You, listen, I just want to get home and just stuff myself. If you're having a bad day, right? You're having a bad day. There's nothing I can do. Maybe it's today is not a good day. I mean, we all have been, you know, in a point where something is off. We just have an off day. You know, there's no one that's watching and listening right now or ever that would not have a bad day. We all experience them and it's just how we handle. Now, sometimes you're not up to a discussion. We are up to like, you know, explain yourself. We are up to like even sharing your feelings with anyone. You just want to collapse and maybe zone out. I mean, I, I, like my thing, like when I'm in that mode, here's my thing. I go work out. I put a movie. I do something where my mind is completely zeroed out from everything around me and that's it. You know, then I, you know, I take a, you almost take a pause, right, from everything. Then you revisit everything, and then eventually you go back mm -hmm. and you can catch up with them. Maybe next week, the week after, whatever, you know, you next day. And then you get a little bit of an interaction like, hey, you you, you had a rough day yesterday. What the hell's going on? Is I mean, believe me, sometimes, you know, there's ego and pride. People don't want to share and confine, and they don't want to tell you exactly what the hell's going on. Sometimes there's shame. There's many things. But you did say something. If someone is really feeling good, and this will touch on the idea of like maybe this is a bad day that can lead to bad outcomes. I mean, suicide can be, you know, in, in play here. You know, there's certain things, you know, mm -hmm. and you, 
if you feel that there is that, I mean, we have to reach actually. I mean, and by the way, this doesn't make you, it's not like you're weak. Actually, you're stronger if you want to reach out more to try to support someone at any given day. There's nothing as we should recommend for people to always stand by others, but but not you. you it, there is a, a healthy balance that needs to be developed, and you have to figure out where those signs are and when do you stop. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be a point where okay, I tried to try. Don't to don't let don't let that pull you down though. That's right. Oh yeah, it shouldn't. Don't it shouldn't let it pull you, you down yeah. because it'd be like quicksand. You you don't want to do that. Do you remember Daniel Powders? Do you remember Daniel Powders? Uh, HH. Daniel Powders. No, so not, he's not, like, not, you had yeah. a bad day. Okay, so we can't play the song because of copyright reasons. But anyway, it's this <laughs> office, and um, the song Daniel Power is a very funny song. And so the guy's in the office, and uh, I don't know, something's not going well. So the guy comes in, had a bad day with his computer. So first he starts taking the computer, and literally he takes a hammer and he smashes the computer. Okay, like he just smashes the top of it. Then the computer just falls off. Then somebody's on the phone. And he's like stapling and it's not working. And he's like stapling everything, including the phone. He gets off. And then he goes into uh, a place where there's this printer. And the printer's not working. So he takes the thing out. He's all dressed up. And guess what happens? He gets toner all over himself. Then it gets better. He goes into a meeting. And he's not really paying attention. And that meeting, then suddenly he gets in trouble. Then he goes in the restroom. Somebody's smoking. And somebody takes the fire extinguisher and basically tries to put him out <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, so the point of this the point of this 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 the point of this is that you had a bad day if things don't work out just smile and it'll all be you know it'll be done soon so you can't and i've said this before we have to look at these things as a bump in the road i know if you have a fire it's not really but it's a bump in the road okay it is a bump in the road you put the fire out and you move on everything is a bump in the road if we take our lives with uh, sincerity, but we take it in a way that's very serious, that, that everything is every moment, that we don't creatively play. I've said we have to creatively play in life. If we don't, what's going to happen is we become attached to our desires. And when we're attached to our desires, they get pushed away from us. You should assess whether this person is stuck. However, they may have gone from reactive depression into chronic major depression. They may need help. Yeah, sure, sure. If, if, if we're noticing certain types of signs, that's one thing. But I'm mostly referring to the point that they're, they're really just, and I've known friends like this, they've had the situation, but they have chosen to basically do this and they're not open to anything. So, I mean, I've seen that happen before. It happened with the issue I told you with the tickets, right? When somebody's coming around to you and they're coming around to you because you're being nice, but hey, my tickets were, were not real. And then they found out I went to the Bruce Spring. What do you mean you went? Oh, well, I found out they were real at the last moment, so I decided to go. You told me they were fake. Yeah, well, you were only coming to me. You were only coming around me for the tickets. So, like, what do you care? Well, we'll, we'll see, John. This so, is, I think. I was going to say, I mean, you know, it, it, you, you can read, you know, the friends that are genuine that really care and they're not there for your belongings and for your whatever you have. Now, some of us may not have nothing. Some of us, you know, may have yeah, yeah. things. But at the end of the day, a true friend will not will not be your friend for your possessions. They they they're there for you, period and out. 
And whether you have a ticket or not, it doesn't. They're not going to come around just because you have good things to offer. And here's the thing. You will know them very easy because we've we've seen this with stardom, you know, and a lot of stars who have, you know, gone from, you know, just flourishing and having all that money and the entourage. And when the money is not any longer there, you know, where everybody's kind of disappearing from their lives. I mean, we've heard your about friends, these stories. Your friends disappear. Yeah, you want to rush. Sometimes they just kind of like, whoops, they, they, where the hell are they? And all of a sudden, you, you, you get a lot more friends when you have positions and you have things, right? <laughs> you make it big. Everybody like wants to be your friend and you, you know, and so, so how do, how do you go about that? I mean, it is, it is very difficult. And if you don't know some people that have the difficulty of saying no or to cut the, the actual uh, relationships and just period. And now, you know, you, you have to know how to handle this and, it is not. There's no mathematical equation here that you have to apply. It's there's personal feelings. There's all kind of things, you know. And that's the other thing. You don't want to feel bad if you were to to do that because you don't want to hurt yourself. It depends, you know, uh, of others, right? You Absolutely you gotta not. be you gotta balance it out. If it is not healthy for you, I mean, listen, we talked up with in multiple shows. We've talked about you know relationships, right? Uh, and that's the closest to you. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and if you can do that in a in an environment where it's your spouse or significant other, whatever, then then the the rest of of the people may be lesser and lesser in terms of the importance hierarchy. Right? I mean, everybody's important, but there's priorities in your life. Everyone has level one, level two, level three, you know, folks in their lives, and you know, some are remote. Like it's funny if you look at LinkedIn, they have first second third so connections right so your first connections are those immediate ones they're supposed to be your your back you know your backup folks you know the ones that will stand by you no matter what don't hold don't hold your breath on it though <laughs> <laughs> well well that's that's the question i mean is it always <laughs> that right you know uh, i i listen i don't have too many you know close you know friends i got literally you know uh, on i can count them on my hands right and those are the people that if i pick up a phone okay i know they're going to be there those are the people that if i have a situation i can confine in them i can talk to them i will tell them tell them my secrets those are the ones that i can i can say true friendship and then at the same time they can do they can say the same about me something happens i'm there in the joy i'm there in the sadness i'm there in everything but but that's again those are few people right if they call on you you're going to do things. Even if you can't afford things, sometimes you will jump. You'll do whatever it takes to help. You find somebody else. But but Absolutely. then there's different levels Absolutely. where... Now, now, sometimes we help strangers, which is okay. We're supposed to also help people that we don't even know. You can see somebody that is struggling and you can give them, you know, uh, your your help, your positivity, whatever you can afford to give. But, but again, uh, just make sure that you know, don't be naive that, you know, everybody is there for you. You know, sometimes they're there for their own reasons and you just got to know what that is and and mm -hmm. making sure like as you had started and I think Epic Life stated, you know, got to get those boundaries set, you know, and that's all there is. So if you understand where to stop and how to kind of cover yes. yourself up. Yes, yes. You're good to go. I, 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 absolutely. You, you, you got to set boundaries on day one. You can't wait. You've got to be proactive rather than retroactive because those are the ones that have all the stress oh shoot i didn't plan i didn't think about what i should do in this situation or before i got the relation i didn't think about what the boundary should be. i didn't think about that you know and it could be something simple it could be something more complicated but you have the right and this is the other thing i want to share with you is that and no one has the right to chastise or challenge you for why you have those boundaries that's not nobody's business so it's you and you only, 
And if somebody doesn't like it, well, too bad. You know, that's you. And as much as I talk about being uncomfortable with things in life, there's a difference between being uncomfortable with certain. Oh, I lost you there. So, Doctor, I love your comments here, Dr. Shell Brian Bruce with us. She's uh, our famous celebrity doc, you know, with us here on, on the set okay. today and, you know, interacting with us. So I'm just uh, commenting about Dr. Shell Brian Bruce, who's actually, you know, watching and commenting. I have her comments here, you know, to, to add to the discussion. Uh, this is refer in reference to um, when we talked about smile. Absolutely. And, I, I agree with that 100%. Yep. Because the smile, you, it ha everything has to be authentic. I mean, th that, that is so key um, that people are authentic. Yeah. So just, just as a, you know, I'm, I'm copying these from, from the Instagram feed cause it's not coming into the, the, the chat box here. So, right. Right. Yeah, they don't so that's why, that. yeah, yeah. yeah, that's why I have the name and everything else. <laughs> so you really like, you know, this is like, sounds like, you know, I'm, I'm copying verbatim, but that's actually exactly what happened here. So. <laughs> um, uh, and I love this, by the way, Dr. I, I think with this, I, this is pretty powerful. If you have five ride or die friends in your entire life, you have been full five, five ride or die. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, and that's the thing, yes, like, you know, yeah. five is plenty, actually. I think I think none, none can claim five. Uh, maybe you can claim one, two, three tops. I mean, five, two, is, three. That's, yeah, that's that's five too many. <laughs> well, one too many. rather. Um, I had a I had a gentleman. Well, you, you know, I'm also president of a 501c3. And uh, it's funny, you know, what I do is when I ask for people to help and they help, I go back to them. But when I've asked people to help and they don't help, you know what I do? I don't go back to them. And so it was the other day, and he, he called me up, hadn't called me in like a couple of years. Oh, John, we lost you again. Yeah, today, today, you know, we're definitely having an issue. Here. <laughs> you know, it's internet action, and we're live, so we do get those drops and bleeps. But you know what? It's all good. I'll, I'll keep jumping in. You know, jump. Am I better? In. Am I am I back? Am I back? Uh, you're back. Okay. So you're talking. Okay. You know, and I, I, I'm not. Well, sure. you know what happened the other day when I was doing a feed? I got cut off four minutes before the end of my show because Optum decided to just cut service. Anyway, so this guy called me back. It's been like two years, calls me back. Hey, John, um, what's going on? Like, you know, I saw this thing. You're in the magazine. What's going on? I said, I don't know. I said, you really should sign up for our newsletter. And um, I said, you know, I said, you know, I'm really looking for people that want to help grow our group. I'm not looking for people just to show and throw out business cards because, you know, I get a dime and dozen of those people. And when I talked to him a while back, it was about a year or two ago, he said uh, he wanted to do something. I said, you know, I said, I'm going to be honest with you. I said, I want people that actually are going to do what they say and are actually going to help. See, I get so many people that say they're going to do stuff. They placate me. I don't need placators. Mm. So if you want to help, great. If you don't, it's good too. But you can't be on both sides of the fence. So pick a side. Either you're supporting me or you're not supporting me because you can't be on the middle. I don't have room for that. And he didn't come today. I asked him to come today to a grand opening. He was supposed to come. But because it wasn't going to do something direct for his pocket, he didn't come. He wanted to come out next week because we're doing this great big event with 100 people. And uh, he said, well, I want to come to that. I said, well, we're booked. Oh, well, come on. You can fit me in. I said, we're booked. Like, we're booked. There's no more room. Well, how come you never called me? I I'm busy. I didn't have a chance to call you. I'm busy. Like, sign up for the newsletter. Like, you know, this way. well, John, I'm always busy. Well, if you're so busy, then maybe you shouldn't be a member. I don't know. I just 
I just don't have time for people's games. And I tell them right to their, to their face uh, when they do something like that. And then I just realize and I accept that that's how they are. And I'm like, I don't get upset with it. I just like, okay, that's how they are. And I move on. But I think a lot of people harp on the fact that, oh, this person said this and that they don't do it. You don't want to do it? Fine. I just won't count on you anymore. Well, well I, I asked for people's counting on once. Well, John, I mean, this is a big point. I mean, you know, listen, we all sometimes are, you know, asked to help or sometimes, you know, volunteer to help. And, and you know, mm-hmm. and things can happen. You know, it just just that if you have to, to build the courage to tell someone I can't or I can. And if you can, then you got to fulfill your promise. If I say I'm going to do something, then you have to deliver that. I mean, unless there is a, you know, a last minute emergency, which can happen. But, you know, I pick up, I call, hey, listen, there's something going on. You know, I can't make it. I can't help you this time. I'll make it up to you. Whatever. But but obviously, if it's becoming a habit, that's that can be a trend. You know, that could be, you know. Uh, that's my point. The yeah. habit, the habitual habit. Yep. And, and, and I said and I said to him a while back, he said, how you doing? I said, you know what I'm tired of? And he says, what's that? I said, I'm so tired of people in this town that placate me and then buddy you all up. And then they're never there to be there to help me. They say they're going to help, but then they never come through. He said, you know, people are busy. I said, yeah, people are busy, and I'm learning. I can't count on a lot of those people. He said, well, that's just life. Yeah, and those are the people I don't want in my circle. Those are the people I don't want in my close circle. And uh, it was just very interesting because this person only rings out to me when he sees we're hitting the boards. Like, oh, my gosh, I heard you're doing this, you're doing that. We are. Well, how come you didn't call me? Why? Like, what's the purpose? So I think when people know that you're genuine, it really does resonate. But then there's people that try to ride that bandwagon because they know what you stand for. And I'm very careful about having people ride my bandwagon that are not authentic because that can contaminate things. Well, I mean, listen, you mm-hmm. you can you can almost – figure someone who's not authentic very quickly i mean they can only sure. fool you so so you know uh, for for a little time because they can't maintain that and they you know there are some people that double face there are people that are hypocrites there are people that's not but but your your person is also gonna create the environment where you and who you thrive with and who you're gonna be like you know connecting your vibe, your frequency is always going to draw, you know, and attract people that are of like, right? And so there is that. But but you're right. If someone is only touching when it, you know, you, you can't be for someone and only in the positive. It's like in, in the good and ugly, in the bad and the good. All of the situations happen, you're supposed to be there. And I do I do believe that sometimes you got to give the benefit of doubt, but again, not beyond a certain point. You need to understand where that. Not goes. every time, HH. Not every time. Of course not. I mean, well, again, if it's again, you t- we talked about it. If it's every time, that's redundant. That's a habitual. That is that is a, a flag, a big super red flag. I mean, you're talking about red flag galore here, you know. <laughs> but 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 the idea is that you, as an individual, you kind of create who is going to be in your mix, and you can set your your um, pace with people too. Like, you know, how frequent I meet with people. How do I talk to them? When do I talk to them? Cause the other thing is if you show people that you are always available to them, right. And because you are potentially available at a certain point of your life, that's not always going to be the case. Sometimes you get caught up at work. Sometimes you get caught up with projects. Sometimes you get caught up with personal life. 
and you may not be available to them and vice versa. They might do the same to you. So, so that rule applies to everyone and we just have to be mindful of it that it can happen. And so you need to pace correctly and create an opportunity for these people not to have the expectation that you're always going to be there and vice versa. You should not have the expression that they're always going to be there. So you got to balance everything isn't do, you know, balance is a key, right? For everything in life. John, you froze up on me, man. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not moving this time. All right. So I'm going to keep going until you come back. So I got, I got a quite a few. Uh, I love Vivian. Uh, Vivian, I love what you're saying. Most people are seasonal. <laughs> I love it. Uh, direct to his bucket is in the reality of many. Uh, Bye, buddy, bye. <laughs> I love it, Vivian. So, so you know what? That is true. I mean, um, everybody sees, you know, everybody comes, everybody goes, and that's just the way it is. I mean, unfortunately, uh, it is the real uh, point of life sometimes. You know, you're going to meet people that come through your life. I always give the, the analogy of uh, a play. We're in the play. Some people come in in the stage with you for a scene, they get out and they may not come back in the scene. When you you watch movies, right, you will see that there are some actors that have a very short scene in the whole movie. That's all they have in that play. Well, same thing in life. You know, you have, you're the main character and you have people interact with you here and there. And they may not stay in the full piece of the movie. They'll just be in and out. So that's the other part. So there's, there's things like that that happen. Uh, I, I love it, uh, doctor. Uh, you personally have to take responsibility for overlooking uh, somebody's yes i mean that is uh, that is a fact you know and uh we have to to do that i mean again we want to be doing the right thing for people and by people so it's a two-way street and we got to do it correctly so i mean all great interactions folks and you know a lot of stuff i mean we lost john he'll be back in a second hopefully um but yeah so uh it is i think he's coming back right now but here's the thing this this is about really just all of us, we all experience these things. Anybody watching or listening, you probably have a position where you either are not excited about the people that you interact with, or sometimes you feel that you're just giving too much. And it is always going to be part of it, and it's going to be hard, and everybody's going to deal with it differently. Some people have a different threshold. Some people may go beyond, and some people were just basically going to cut off everybody, and that's it. Uh, sometimes people, they just kind of collapse on themselves and they just close the doors. Uh, and this, again, this is about direct relationship with the, the immediate folks. And there's also people that may not be in immediate circles and they still going to have the same problem. So John is back. All right. I'm back. I, I took a little trip, uh, around the world. No, unfortunately <laughs> I gotta, I gotta tell you, um, you know, optimum has been terrible since the French have bought out optimum LTs. Cablevision Optimum was good many years ago. Now it's like they disconnect for whatever reason, whenever they want, for uh, however long they want. And it's like, well, you know, we're doing maintenance. Well, like, why do I bloody pay for services if you can't even maintain service, like, for 99.9% .9 of the time? Their down ratio is, is terrible. It's just that we don't use it 24-7. If I was to monitor how often it goes down, HH, I'd probably have a heart attack. <laughs> I don't want a heart attack, man. <laughs> Not on stage, at least. <laughs> uh, well, you know, so so quickly, uh, Vivian, you know, I love what you said. It uh, Definitely, it's about respect. Uh, and yep. yes, we got to create the respect to ourselves. And, you know, and, and that's Absolutely. the thing. If you set those boundaries and you appreciate everybody and you set them up correctly and you create the environment where people respect you for who you are, you should have no problem there. So, so again, we have, we're 
listen, we are the leaders of our own life, right? At the end of the day, you are in charge of you. And so you could, you know, make those, those uh, I guess, formulas that will work exactly for you. But it starts with creating that fact of respect. And it's it's not difficult. Uh, but if no. you if you don't, you know, and if a lot of everybody step all over you, that can be the other. So you have to be firm sometimes. And mm-hmm. you'll be blunt if you have to. And that's all there mm-hmm. is. And people have to respect. Uh, Dr. Cheryl, you know, I, I love what you said. People are not put here to meet our expectations that is true. Everybody's got different levels. So, you know, I mean, these are great interactions, but th- these are the real things. I mean, we all kind of think that the world is going to be meeting our expectation 100%, but that's not the case. Everybody's got their own world, and we kind of mingle and commingle together in this. Sometimes those vibes work. Sometimes those vibes don't work. It's just frequencies that, you know, match or don't match. So uh, that's, that's my two cents. I mean, that's a long you, two you, cents. There, but... There's another thing that I say, <laughs> HH, and this kind of resonates very well. Uh, we talk about relationships. So, you know, people have said to me, you know, whether you have a partner, significant other, whether it's a friend, that person, whether it's platonic, non-platonic, I don't care. That person is never there to complete you. Oh, my wife completes me. A friend completes me. No, they don't complete you. They complement you. You're already complete and perfect as it is. And so when these people are in your life, they enhance your life. And so this brings me to another good point, and I'm sure the doctor will agree with me on this, and that is you should be the first source of your own happiness. If you're in this world, and I'm waiting for, whether it's HH, whether it's a friend, whether it's my friends, family, whatever, and I'm waiting for them or my partner to make me happy, okay, I'm going to be unhappy a lot of the time. So why don't I learn right now and stop crying and stop, you know, pleading why don't I learn how to be my own best friend? Well, John, that's stupid. No, it's not. I take myself <laughs> to movies all the time. I take myself to dinner all the time. I have a great time with myself. So Me, myself, when, and you I. <laughs> know, when you know what you like, okay, you do that. When you're with somebody and you do something, you should never sacrifice what you like. You can compromise sometimes, but you should never just do it someone else. Well, you know, I'd like pizza tonight. Oh, well, I hate pizza. Well, you want to do burgers? I hate burgers too. Uh, we'll do Chinese. Uh, I don't like Chinese at all. So you have to compromise sometimes. But if you know what makes you happy, maybe that's singing. So I talked about this a few weeks ago. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, uh, doctor. You have to fill your own well before you can share, share water from others or share, share abundance from others. That's why I always say two things. I live to become a better version of myself and help others become a better version of themselves. And people say that's selfish, but it's not. I have to help myself first before I can ever help others. And when you know, I talked about this thing, it was about a week or two ago. I called it about how to create happiness in your life. It was a whole week. And uh, you were away that week, HH. But I talked about creating a blueprint of your happiness success. If you don't have one, I recommend building one tonight. That's where you sit down and you write out everything that makes you feel happy. Is it singing? Is it walking your dog? Is it cooking? Um, is it talking on the phone? Is it reading a book? Um, is it playing a sport? Um, is it watching us on a podcast? Uh, is it, you know, playing with your kids? Is it doing Legos? Is it playing cards? Is it going out with your neighbors? Um, is it playing trivia? What is it that makes you happy? 
Maybe you like to build things. Maybe you want to do model trains or model planes. What makes you happy? And if somebody tells you that what you're doing, oh, that's dumb, that's something only kids do. No, I say I'll be a kid at heart for my entire life till I'm 103. So you have that right, and nobody can take it away from you. If they do, that person's out. See, that's a non-negotiable for me. You might say we give people a chance, but if that person tells me how I should behave or how I should enjoy something, they're done. I mean, I don't just kick them that quick. But the reason <laughs> I have these um, boundaries is that when I was younger, I would allow people to just walk on me, high school and even in college. And I say, you know, I can't do this anymore. I don't do it. I was doing it in business too, HH, for I'm going to tell you, business is third, one business is 32, 33 years young this year. And it had been for the first 10 years that I let businesses walk on me, clients walk on me. Well, you know, John, uh, that's just how it goes. You know, you have to fix that. And now I'm like, well, I understand um, that you're not happy, that it doesn't work. And I understand that you don't feel you should pay for it. And I'll take a look at it and I'll see if it's covered under warranty. If it is, great. If it's not. Um, then I'll give you a price. And if you don't want to fix it, then don't fix it. See, I don't get emotionally connected with people. Uh, I had another situation, I'll tell you about it, with somebody, and I build them. And um, I build them because we were doing some work for them, and we always bill in advance. And this person came back to me, HH, and they were chastising me. Good client, but they were chastising me. So my first is, oh, my gosh. I said, I'm going to lose the client. You know what I said to myself, John? This isn't 15, 20 years ago. Lose the client. Who the heck cares? There are more of them. There's plenty of abundance in the world. So I called the person. I didn't even call the person back. They, they called me. They were like kind of upset. I said, look, I said, you know, I'm not going to talk with you in that kind of tone. Why don't you take some time and why don't you come back to me when you've had a chance? So um, the next time we met, we had a conversation. And they said to me, John, you know, um, having a disagreement is actually a beginning step to success. And he said to me, John, my father told me this once, that if I argue with you, that means that I am fighting for something. Now, I might be saying that I don't like what's going on right now, but I'm fighting for it, HH. You know why? I'm fighting for it because I want it to be the best I can be. If I don't care about it, about the relationship, about the business, about anything, I'm just going to just say the heck and be done. Does that make sense, HH? Makes very, very much sense, man. So what? what happened in this whole case is when we went back, I just decided they wanted me to call them. I didn't call them back. I said, you know what? I said, I'm the one in the driver's seat, and I'm just going to let it go, and I'm not going to call them back. And you know what happened? They called me back. I said, hey, John, can you come over? We'd like to discuss something. Yeah, I think I have availability next week, Tuesday. So I didn't rush over there one hour Tuesday when I'm meeting. And so I don't want you to do any work for me today. I want to just have a conversation. Okay. So we had a conversation. And we had the situation resolved. And then 30 minutes or 40 minutes in, they went back on again. I said, excuse me. I said, we just resolved this. I said, I'm not going to continue to work for you if you're going to keep playing this game. Because I don't have time for this. I, I'm just going to fire you as a client. And they're like... You can't fire me. I'm like, I love that. That's a good one. I'm like, I'm going to fire you because you're not being respectful to me. I said, you know, I fire clients 
I only fired another one one time. If they're rude, uh, like if they if they curse or if they do if they uh, they cause any harm to somebody, whether it's myself, if they discriminate for race, religion, orientation, or color, if they do that once, I give them one warning, HH, and they're done. I had a client one time that was cursing me out. I said, "Excuse me." I said, "I heard some words that I can't repeat," and I just want to let you know that our policy is that whenever those words happen. And you initiate discrimination for race, religion, sexuation, color, creed, or just use those words in general. Um, we're going to write it up. And if it happens a second time, you're going to get a letter from us, certified letter, and we're going to terminate our relationship. Do you understand me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. So everything was fine for a while. And they called me back a week or two later, and they were blaming us for something. And then he wasn't nasty, but the owner, the lady, was cursing me out. I said, um, maybe you didn't understand what I said. It's very important that you tell her that this applies not just to you, but it applies to her as well. Now, I know you were told, but I'm telling you right now, I'm going to document this. You need to tell her because I realize she wasn't aware. I'm going to let you know that if anybody acts disrespectful, not just you, we're done. The next day she called back. She left a voicemail on my uh, phone, cursing me out. You da 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 da. So I called the person back. I said, uh, "Joe, I just want to give you a call back." I said, "We're sending a certified letter to you, and I want to let you know that we're terminating all services with us effective immediately." Well, you you can't do that. I can, because you've actually violated our agreement. I warned you once. I warned you twice, and I just heard in the background. Uh, now, and also on a voicemail, your owner left me a curse. No one does that to me. No one acts disrespectful to me. So we're done. And they were pissed. They were annoyed, like you couldn't believe. But you have to stand up for yourself, HH. If you don't, people are going to walk over you. I used to say, hey, you know, I can't do that because I'm going to lose money. No, there's plenty of money out there. You have to realize you are worth it and you have a value. If you don't want to charge for your services and you're good, you're not putting the value on that you're worth. The value that you set for yourself, other people will pay. Maybe not everybody, but you'll find those people that will value you. So well, value and respect are my two, um, let's say, points for now. Well, they're, they're great points, great foundations. And by the way, you're right. I mean, no one should step on anyone and no one should – Cross the boundaries. No one should be cursing at you. Whether they, yeah, there's a business, it's a business transaction. That doesn't mean that you got to treat me like shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, we have a business together. There's there's deliverables and there's expectations. I get it, but but you know, we can still be professional about it, and that's all there is. The minute you cross the line, we become you know not so professional. Then there's no reason for us to to do business. And you're right, you will find new clients just like they would find another company that will serve them and maybe accept their. Uh, you know, and, and what happened, HH, <laughs> is the person that they were complaining about for all these years that did all these bad things to them. Again, I never talk badly about another um, another company, a competitor, and all the things they were chewing them out about. They did this, did it, they went right back to them again. They went right back. Well, hey, listen, they have no choice now. They got to deal with them, right? <laughs> you didn't give them a choice. But that, that this is the same thing. I mean, whether it's business, personal, I mean, no one has the right uh, should have the right to 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 get all over you. You have they to don't. You you really have Listen, you don't have to accept anything from anyone. If if someone is crossing the line that you're not prepared to 
to allow them to get in. You know, that's it. That's it. It's over. By the way, this is why people separate. This is why, you know, friends sometimes break. You know, this is what husbands and wives, you know, or or, or just, you know, uh, marriages, they, you know, dissolve. Because there is a point where you cross and there is no coming back. And you know what? Peace of mind. I mean, I love, doctor, you know, I love... R E S V E C T. You know, respect, right. respect is everything, but you're right. Also, it's, it's me first, right? The number one. I mean, listen, I love everybody as much as they love me and more, <laughs> you see, you know, so you give them as much love as they give you and even go beyond that. But so that means if they don't give you love, I do the same plus. And so that's the way it is. And it's not about love. It's not about that. It's about respect more than anything else. You know, I give you your, your due respect. You give you my due respect. Uh, by the way, this goes about knowledge. This goes about person. Listen, I can be the dumbest person on earth. That doesn't mean that, you know, you have to treat me with disrespect. That doesn't mean that you have to treat me, treat me wrong or treat me like I'm an inferior species or whatever the case may be. Which, by the way, that's the problem. You know, people think they are over others for whatever reason. You got an extra degree or we can have the same d- degree and one is from one school and the other one's like, oh, because I got it from this school. Oh, I, I got this. So I got that. Everybody is, I mean, seriously, everybody is like trying to flex their, I go to this gym, I go to this gym. It's better gym. Bro, you know, here, here's a rule. Here, here's a rule to take to, to the grave. Everybody is on a lease hold on this world. I mean, end the story. I don't care what you own, what you have. It is not yep. yours. You did not bring it, and you're not going to take it. So let's put that to the bank and live, you know, a better, a healthier life. That is a fact, you know, because that's all there is. We own nothing. I mean, yes, we own things, but it's really not owning. It's least we own our experiences. HH, we'll always own our experiences. Again, but but that's 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 for you. That's your your stuff, right? Your intake. But at the end, even that, you will one day you're going to go and no, but but those experiences will always be part of you. They will always be part of you. Unless you, you you have to translate them a legacy, and then they stay behind when you depart this world. I'm talking about like we live through this world, okay. we're gonna depart the world. But you're right. I mean, I'm talking about physical stuff, right? People get all hyper about like what their positions are and what they have and stuff, and it's all good. Enjoy life the, as much as you can. If you know you're given wealth, enjoy it, but don't pose that and you know or or like think that it makes you any different or better than humans around. I mean. That's just, just just my opinion. I'm personally, I don't believe in that because at the end of the day, when you think about it, no one owns anything. We've seen historic, you know, uh, figures that have been here. They are no longer here. They had wealth, but they left the wealth behind. And somebody, you know, just crapped all over that wealth. And that's all there is. So, so you know, don't allow someone to, to, to cross the boundary where they make you feel any less valuable. And that's all there is. Well, so... John, I think we've we've exceeded. Well, we had a long range. show tonight here. <laughs> yeah, well, we have interactions. You know, by the way, Doctor, uh, you know, let's let's uh, just an announcement quickly. Uh, Doctor Cheryl Brian Bruce, uh, chat as a matter. Let's talk about it. Uh, the show, the new show, is releasing on Wednesday, so catch that. Wonderful. One. Uh, you know, uh, it's going to be a very interesting, powerful show. So, uh, yeah, please uh, do so. It's already uh, it's on the podcast already, but it will be on the radio and it will be on. Uh, what's the, the what's the what's the topic? Um, uh, speak to. Hold on. I can tell you right now. Give me one second and I'll tell you what the title is. Uh, 
Speak your truth with Sean Fair. That's it. I mean, we're talking about speaking the truth right now. So perfect, you know, uh, segue to your we're, show. We're, 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 give, we're giving you a warm-up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so it will be exactly that. So uh, it's going to be fun stuff. So look forward to it, folks. But you never know what we're going to do on our, on our show. I mean, we, we're like raw. You know, like we never know what we're going to do. We keep it PG and all that. But, like, you never know what we're going to talk about. We could talk uh, about how PG the shoes got made from – yeah, PGG. <laughs> we, we, we could talk about how the shoes got made from another country. Or we could talk about how, how, how AI is starting to affect people. And pretty soon there's going to have to be new laws put in place because they don't know how to handle the laws for what's been created. Something that I created today could be stolen – because the laws are not there to protect artificial intelligence. It's a, it's a new world out there, as they say. That's all I have to well, say. Well, <laughs> we, we definitely have to roll. But I want to say one thing. I want to ask you guys to definitely check out BelieveMeAchieve.com for more of my amazing, inspiring creations. Uh, and also, I want to invite you to tune in to the JCM Hour, which is every single Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern, which is an hour. And I just kind of talk about my life, and I talk about a whole master topic, but I go very deep into that topic. And I invite you to check out BelieveMeAchieve.com. We've got a neurosurgeon coming on next month, and we've got some other doctors and some, a lady who climbed Mount Everest will be coming on next year. So we've got some Ooh. great guests coming on, and I'm really excited about that. Well, also, tomorrow you're live on the radio. Tomorrow, yes, t- tomorrow is uh, yes, tomorrow is the live radio. Uh, that's right. And then uh, I'm all, so tomorrow um, I have my show in California and New Jersey. So that one is uh, so that one I'm on at four. What is that one? That one I'm on at four p.m. Eastern, uh, KCAA Radio. And then I'm on Saturday on Friday morning at eight a.m. Eastern on KCAA Radio. So if you don't get it, you can go to kcaradio.com. You can also dial in on the eight hundred number. So if you don't, if you're out of like I don't know internet range and you have a cell phone, you could just dial in and you could be listening live to the radio station 24 hours a day. Uh, give me one second here. I just uh, want to just quickly. So Dr. Shell is is going for Fab 40. Uh, so uh, yeah, this is the voting. So anyone watching, please feel free to vote for Doctor. Uh, we'll be happy to see that happen and. Um, uh, I got Vivian. Uh, let's see. I get it. I, did it. Um, <laughs> uh, I have a question for you, John, from Vivian. I'm going to put it up here. Okay, sure. Absolutely. John, do you feel your child within cries when you fail to protect him? Um, you know, that's <laughs> something that uh, I believe I would have answered yes too many years ago, but now that I've kind of changed... Uh, I'd say no, but if you asked me that question 25 years ago, I would have said yes. But now he's always protected, no matter what I do, because I live a life on purpose and truth. I didn't always do that 20 some years ago. This all started when I started doing radio and podcasting. I started getting deep into what I live about. And that's 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 the way it should be, right? You know, you're 
you protect it with the child within you you in control you're in charge and yeah, that's it and but there's also a level of maturity that comes along with that so i know we're wrapping up the show i mean we're almost gonna we are we're not starting another hour i know we're gonna start another hour and i still have another show to do after this i still have the the ifyl show to do tonight before i go to bed and 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 you're live on linkedin right now after i'm live on linkedin a few other places uh you can just get catch me there john c morley tonight we'll be talking about um we'll be talking about a very interesting topic and this one's been going on for a while but i think a lot of people uh you know they, they kind of get confused with it but this topic is one that i feel is very very vital to everyone's life and it's called how to love yourself mm. i don't care what age you are i don't care what industry you're in we need to love ourselves, whether it's a lady, whether it's a gentleman. We need to love ourselves because if we don't love ourselves, no one else will. And, and John, we're not talking about ego and pride. We're talking about just true love of yourself and care Correct. for yourself. Correct. Uh, two different, uh, you know, uh, items in the agenda there. Uh, On the show, we talk about all that, but I'm talking right now about the fact that you need to love yourself and be happy for who you are. You're so welcome, Vivian. All right, all right. Well, that brings us to the end of the show today, right, John? What do you think? I think that's going to bring us to the end, and, you know, we're going to be back again. I think we're going to keep our, our track of every we've changed. We're going to be back on the weekly probably in a few months, but right now we will be back on the second Monday uh, here on uh, Double Impact. Um, and uh, if any of you guys have any connections to malls, We would like to get our show into a mall before the holidays. So if any of you guys listening, whether that's Simon Malls or whoever that is, I would love you guys to reach out to one of us and say, hey, we'd love to open our doors for you so you can spread some holiday cheer. No pun intended. I, I can tell you, John is is a, a big fan of holidays, and it starts immediately. So hey, <laughs> holiday, we're already there. I mean, that's it. Holiday season is here. And so. I want to leave you with this last thought: If you're having a challenge in your life, I want you to do one thing. I want you to smile, and I want you to laugh. Laugh at least five or ten seconds a day. It's the greatest medicine. It's free. Smile and laugh. Laugh for five <laughs> or ten seconds a day, and it's like everything in your life just kind of just. Like, everything's just fine. It's good for mental health. It's good for physical health. So, all right, folks. Well, uh, that's it. Uh, you know, uh, this is us, John C. Morley and uh, myself, Hurricane H. And together we make up one, two, double, double impact. impact. Yes, all right. that would work. That would work. That would work. All right, folks. We'll see you on the second Monday of next month. And uh, If you definitely... don't see us first on another show. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, of course, we're all over the place. Uh, uh, you know, doctor, laughter is the best medicine. I'm coming from our MD doctor here. So, all right. So, we'll doctor, the it. doctor gives us her seal of approval. Thank you. <laughs> I, I find that that always, laughter always works and the smile always works. It takes less muscles to, fr- uh, to smile than it does to frown. Yeah, you know, John, uh, maybe next month if Dr. Cheryl is available, maybe she can join us in the discussion. I mean, sure, she's, I love that. She's, she's West Coast, so, uh, you know, uh, this is like surely for her, I think. <laughs> but, Dr., we'll, we'll, let us know if that's a possibility, and then we can have, have a mashup here. It'll be cool next and, week, I'll be talking more about how to love yourself. All right. Well, there, there it is, folks. We'll be talking soon. Bye for now. Bye, everyone. Have a good night.